1: One of the few positives that came out of the pandemic were some of the benefits that ended up helping the disability community, things like broader acceptance of remote work or free closed captioning. But as we make the transition to whatever the new normal is, will we forget these lessons? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me on Global Accessibility Awareness Day to discuss this is CNET video producer and ACE reporter, Abrar Alhiti. Welcome, Abrar. Thank you for having me. You wrote about the advances made in accessibility during the pandemic last year, and you've got an update. For this year, I'm curious, uh, before we kind of get into what's happening now, just sort of looking over the past year, really two years, what were some of the key developments or key advances made to make things more accessible?
0: Yeah, a lot of the the more accessible features kind of rolled out very early on because we all suddenly, or a lot of us suddenly had to shift to being online. So things like virtual meetings had to become more accessible to people. So we saw things like automatic closed captioning and transcripts roll out and become free to people. Um, Because I think a lot of these tech companies realize that these are things that people really rely on. It's not just a nice to have, but it's a necessity for a lot of people. And so that was kind of like a very quick reaction that happened very early on. Um, One of the sources I spoke to last year also said that Slack became more compatible with his screen reader, which is something that he relies on as somebody who's blind. Um, So, you know, a lot of those um, adjustments were things that were very necessary and very quick that happened. And we kind of just continue to see more awareness for those um, accommodations as the years kind of went on.
1: And any other examples of, I guess, maybe unconventional or I guess less obvious advances that were made that or changes that were made that ended up benefiting the disability community.
0: Honestly, one of the biggest things is that, you know, a a lot of people have been talking about how nice it is to work from home if you have kids or just if you want to, you know, like not deal with the commute. But what a lot of people don't realize is that not having to commute is a really, really big deal for people who um, have physical disabilities and face a lot of barriers when they try to get to work. Like I spoke to someone who um, is in a wheelchair and has always had to deal with these barriers. But now all of a sudden, she doesn't have to worry about whether the elevator is working on the metro. She just she can stay home. And that saves so much time and it saves so much hassle. And so I think that's the really, really big thing is that for a lot of people, even as companies kind of roll out return to office or, or hybrid schedules, working from home has been so life changing and, ha- and has been something that they've been asking for for so long.
1: Yeah, definitely. And we'll, we'll definitely talk about return to work or the hybrid work environment or, or whatever. That that's going to look like in the in the coming months and years but uh, I wanted to talk about some sort of the conversations you had with the experts that you sort of reported on for this story you know, the the advances here a lot a lot of these changes weren't made necessarily to meet the needs of the disability community right this was this was a broader need and thus it, it happened and I'm curious if given what we've learned and given how it has benefited this community like, Do you expect changes going forward in terms of people being smarter about recognizing the need for more accessibility?
0: I really hope so. And I I think that's something that a lot of people I spoke to hope for as well is, yes, it was kind of – an accident, something that a lot of companies stumbled upon that, you know, these are accommodations that are needed, but but then it did kind of show them that these are things that are needed. And even though these things weren't rolled out to help people with disabilities, we all kind of see that they did in the end. And so there is this hope that there will be kind of this continued awareness and empathy for people and um, efforts to to actually have more measured approaches and say, OK, well, this worked. Let's, let's actually have conversations with our employees about what they want to see and, and how we
1: can be most helpful to them. And yeah, that that empathy is a great word and, and, and one thing I hope that we've all learned during the pandemic is a little bit more empathy for everyone. Uh, the, the conversations you had with, with some of these experts um, you know, they, they sort of talked about and you talked about this sort of the hope that this you don't lose momentum when it comes to uh, thinking about access for all. Did they talk a little bit about, I guess what or if there are ways to keep that momentum going?
0: I think the most important thing that was highlighted is that, um, understanding that you can't just roll out like so for example if a company is going to roll out a return to office plan or a hybrid hybrid plan you have to take into consideration if there are employees on your staff who might have specific needs and have a conversation with them so if you say like hey we're rolling out this this big plan and it applies to everyone and then you have people being like wait but that doesn't work for me so you have to think about people's individual needs and that seems like the most effective way to really make sure that everyone is is working in the way that is you know most comfortable for them and most productive for them. And that ends up benefiting everyone.
1: Yeah. That, and bringing up the idea of return to work is it's, let's be honest, it's been kind of a messy thing. A lot of companies have tried it. We've tried it. Um, and, you know, it keeps getting hampered by a number of surges of COVID and, and really like employees showing some resistance to the move. I, I'm curious how, when thinking about it through the lens of the disability community, like Beyond just you know, asking about specific situations, what are some of the things to factor in when it comes to either a hybrid work environment or, or actually getting people back into the office?
0: One of the things that has to be uh, taken into consideration is when you roll out these these new plans, are you making sure that there are accommodations for each you know scenario? So, if somebody is going to continue working from home, do they have all of the tools that they need to fully participate in a team meeting, or just feel really connected with the rest of the team? If they're coming into the office and somebody is hearing impaired, um, you know, would they be able to follow along in a meeting? Are there going to be closed captions that they could follow along? with. So I think the most important thing is making sure that no matter what somebody chooses, um, you know, they have what they need. And that that could be a deterrent that could be maybe somebody doesn't want to go back to the office because it's such a hassle when they try to get on the train and and get into work. Um, So I think being able to recognize what those um, needs are might, uh, you know, reveal what what those roadblocks might be.
1: Got it. And and in terms of Folks actually going back in in terms of making office spaces more accessible, is there like any other advice or anything you've heard from folks about what companies should be doing?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is mostly just um, – Ensuring that that physical spaces are accessible, but also you know ensuring that uh, you know again if you are in a meeting and and uh, you know everyone can can participate fully. Um, one of the things that someone brought up, uh, just kind of generally speaking, is that a lot of us have been so focused on digital accessibility, and that's really good. But you know because we've all been at home for so long, we haven't necessarily been thinking about physical accessibility, and so it's likely that you know even the even though the ADA exists and there are laws making sure that. Um, businesses and and public places are fully accessible for people. Um, that's not always the case, and so making sure that we're kind of continuing that effort, and and as people go back out into the world, um, making sure that everyone is able to access different facilities.
1: That's a great point, because uh, you know, for all this talk of you know Zoom and closed caption, there are simple things as like having a cutout in the sidewalk for easy wheelchair access, which speaking as a father who had to wheel his kid around in a stroller i also really appreciated um but those that's another i guess physical example of a situation where i think it was like the needs of many uh ended up pushing for a change that ended up helping the accessibility community not not necessarily vice versa uh going back to the big tech companies because i know It's become a popular topic of conversation for your Apples and Googles and Microsofts to talk about accessibility. I mean, is that, do you think that's enough?
0: It's it's a really good start. And what comes next is making sure that you have employees at those companies with disabilities who, or that you're testing these products with people with disabilities, because those that's those are the people who will really understand how to make a product that is useful to people. And so if, if you're not including that uh, in your work, then you're going to be missing some things. You're going to have a lot of gaps. So that is the thing that a lot of people are pushing for right now. There's organizations like Teach Access, which um, focuses on making sure that universities and, and tech companies kind of have that. Uh, in mind, making sure that you know the next generation of engineers know that they're not just designing for like one standard that they have in their brain. People who look like them, or people who you know are like them, but but they're designing for a range of people, and that includes people with disabilities. And so, um, hopefully, going forward, companies will kind of keep that in mind and, and recruit kind of a more diverse range
1: of employees. Got it. And, and lastly, in the conversations you had with those accessibility experts, how are they feeling about? the momentum going forward over the next months and, and maybe even years. Like do are they expecting to see continued progress? A lot of people seem
0: hopeful that you know people will continue to be more aware. The thing is, it's really easy to forget. It's really easy to have a moment and be like, yeah, we did this thing. And then you move on. And yeah. so they're hoping that that doesn't happen. There have been a lot of changes um, that have been positive. Uh, one of the things that someone I spoke to last year said is when you go to a restaurant and you scan a QR code for the menu, um, the person I spoke to was blind. And in a lot of cases, not always, but in a lot of cases, those menus were compatible with her screen reader. So that was nice. And maybe that's something that will stick around. But then you have things like self-service kiosks and a lot of times, you know, those aren't really made to be accessible, so somebody who's blind might not be able to to use that. But then you have the other side of things where, you know, food delivery apps and e-commerce sites, those are all things that a lot of us started using more frequently and for people with disabilities who weren't able to leave the house or um, you know, if they got exposed to COVID, they would be at more severe risk, so they benefited from being able to stay home and have these things come to them. We saw a lot of positive things come out that benefited everyone. And I like that you brought up that example of pushing your son in the stroller, because, you know, when we make things more accessible, we're helping everyone like we all benefit from being able to, you know, not have a curb on the on the end of the sidewalk when we're trying to go down or, you know, there's just various examples of ways that we all benefit from making things more accessible for a certain group of people. So hopefully people will continue to recognize that and continue to acknowledge that that's really the direction that we need to be heading
1: absolutely Emperor, thank you for your time you can check out her story and video on CNET.com. if you have any questions ping me on twitter at rogerwchang and if you liked what you heard please rate and subscribe to the podcast it really helps us out for the Daily Charge I'm Roger Chang thanks for listening